0: Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's an item that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgie will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks as they reference random pop culture things.
1: Crying out loud, the put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 218 of. There's no place like Terra, a Stargate First Watch rewatch podcast. I'm Nixie,
0: and I'm
1: Grace.
0: You're still Nixie. You are still <laughs> Nixie. Um, I'm definitely Grace. Last I checked. Last I checked. I gotta checked. check my. I gotta check the label on my underwear. Um, <laughs> today we're watching SG Atlantis. Yep. Season two. Yep. Episode 13. Yep. Critical Mass. Uh-huh. AKA
1: Yep. Twilight Beacons. You know, mine <laughs> was very similar to that. Mine was actually Twilight Bark. Yeah. Well, so what I did
0: was I took like light the beacons and Twilight Bark and I did uh-huh. a nice little portmanteau. <laughs> so yeah. it's now uh Twilight Beacons. Um and <laughs> To add to the technical gremlins. Yes. My notes have just frozen, so I'm going off the cuff from here on out.
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> this is fine. This that's is fine. pretty as, fantastic. Hey, as long as the actual
1: record doesn't freeze, we're good. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um <laughs> any 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 fun times for the beginning of the pod? Sorry, I was looking something up super, super quick before we started. No, that's
0: okay. Um this was a very crazy week. Yes. Uh, productivity wise, emotion
1: wise, in everything wise,
0: life wise. Um, if you're listen, okay. So we're both listening to the Staying In podcast with Emily and Camille. Um,
1: I am. So, uh-huh. However, I am quite behind. Okay, uh, good. So
0: I wanted to share. So yeah. Edgar Wright was on one of them, and I'm I very do like excited. Him. Uh, he so what he did is he shared double features that he was doing, uh-huh. um, and there's one that I'm looking forward to doing, which we're gonna do later today. We're gonna rewatch Baby Driver with Blues Brothers. Oh, that's a good
1: combo. I know, like the the man knows what he's doing. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Blues Brothers.
0: I ha- I was I admitted this to Jesse, and I am admitting it to you now. I don't think I've actually seen the movie in its entirety. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just one of those that's k- kind of always existed,
1: um, but I've never I, actually set to watch. In a way that will not surprise you in any way, I was brought up on Blues oh, Brothers. Yeah. I have seen oh, that yeah. film so many times. I believe that. I can just... It's one of those movies that I will just randomly recite various parts of, <laughs> including that's songs and every... Time. Like, I love Blues Brothers.
0: It's good times. It is good times. Um, we, we also this week um, in the quarantine foods area because you know there's certain things that you that you learn to make. Yeah. Uh, we've started making what we call loaded quesadillas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is just you throw whatever you want in it, and it's a it's basically so, just a giant cheese. So pickle.
1: quesadillas, just how quesadillas function in, in our house. Yeah.
0: And then oh oh okay here's a fun thing to watch um uh british bake-off winner nadia yes i saw she has a new show she does have a new show it's really fun there's a thing in there's one recipe in there that we've already made like four times now and we're like when we get to see all our friends again we should do this for dinner <laughs> where it's like an uh, an eggy roll-up is what i'm calling it i can't remember okay. what she called it But, so you scramble a bunch of eggs, right? And then you have uh, whatever toppings you want around. Yeah. So you throw the egg in the pan. So one large pile of egg. You throw whatever the toppings you want are. Uh And then while it's still cooking, you stick a tortilla on top of it.
1: I'm already a fan of this.
0: Yeah. And so basically, one side gets really golden brown. The other side gets cooked and stuck to the tortilla. Nice. Then you flip it so the tortilla can get golden brown. Uh And then you roll it. Nice. So it's like a pinwheel of. It's like an omelette pinwheel with there tortilla. There
1: you go.
0: I'm a fan um, of that.
1: I made but I like calling bread. It,
0: that sounds amazing.
1: And. And I think that's the main exciting thing that I've made. <laughs> More <laughs> bread. Always lots of bread. So many breads. Like all of the bread. Yeah. All of it. And. Yeah, I think that's the only exciting thing that I made this week. Friend uh, friend Amanda made us a cake that was delicious. She did make us a cake. It was quite delicious. Um, the Holy main, moly. The main new thing uh, this week is um, Brother Matt is uh-huh. is a pretty, you know, awesome dude. Not that I'd mm-hmm. admit that to him, but I'll admit yeah, it no here on the podcast. Please, no one tell him. No. He, uh, so with, with the new Xbox that's coming out later this year, that that you know we're an xbox household mm-hmm. um one of the big games they're releasing for it is is assassin's creed valhalla yeah which i mean do you need more elements that would interest me it's a viking themed <laughs> rpg so right. as i was asking brother mac going hey is this a game i would be interested in playing question mark because sometimes i don't know and he's like the game per- like he's the, he's the he knows the type of games I like. He's like my most trusted game source. Sure. Because even if other people enjoy a game doesn't mean he that understands I enjoy your taste. He understands yeah. what I like to play. Yeah. And he was going, Oh no, like the earlier Assassin's Creed may not necessarily be your cup of tea, but once you got into these Assassin's Creeds, like those you would love. And he goes, yeah. And there's one where you get basically get to play as Xena. And it's an RPG. And I went, that sounds delightful, thinking to myself, I'm never actually going to play that because I'm still in the middle of Witcher. Right. Apparently it was on sale because he texted me and goes, hey, check your account. Nice. And he bought me Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yay. So now I'm playing Xena as Xena. I love it. And I'll be (laughs) honest, it's a lot of fun. That's good times. Because it's like Um, a lot of the fun of Witcher, but you get to just sneak up and assassinate people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, stealth (laughs) modes are my least favorite, but I get it. I get it when that's the game. And if people who like it,
1: like it. I actually enjoy it because I'm really bad at combat in any game. I'm always bad at combat because I never for the life of me remember what buttons I'm supposed to press. Yeah. (laughs) Even if there's Um, code.
0: Yeah, brother Matt and I were just talking about this, because he's playing Uncharted now, uh-huh. which we all know is one of Grace's favorites, and he goes, these stealth missions are brutal, and I was like, you are absolutely fucking right, I yeah. hate them do. however, they're worth it, uh, but yeah, I, I tend to go full brawler, sometimes yeah. I'm even not, like, I'm like, as far as from what I'm good at to what I'm terrible at, it's like, I'm good at hand-to-hand, Uh huh. Um, I'm okay at shooting, yeah. Um I'm decent at sniper. Yeah. Um and then I suck at stealth. Like I'd fall to the wall every time.
1: <laughs> well, mine I got into a situation where I like I was trying to sneak in but I got to a point where it triggered the cutscene and then the cutscene yeah. basically ended with you trying to like fight the boss and then everyone yeah. else is around there and I just like I kept trying to run away cuz I was about to die and then I just died. And so finally I was like, well, if this point here is what triggers it, let me sneak way over here, send out my hawk, figure out where people are, snipe people from a distance, creep over to the other side, snipe more people from existence, and then when I trigger the cutscene, there's only two people left. (laughs)
0: There you go. Done. That's the plan. You've you've mastered it. You've mastered the game.
1: It takes me a long time to aim with the bow as well, but if I'm sitting up top and no one sees me, I can take all the time I want to aim with the bow. Yeah, to snipe.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Snipering is so stressful. Yeah,
1: but that um, helps because I can remember what buttons are because I can take my time doing it. Yeah, Uh,
0: I feel it. Uh, But that's all I got from the outside world. More puzzles. I'm watching Shameless. A lot of Shameless.
1: We're still um, finishing. We'll probably actually finish today. True Blood. We only have a couple episodes nice. left. Um, and my other guilty. Pl- I'm not watching any good television right now. In the slightest. Because the other show that I'm watching. Is Project Runway. I'm just catching I mean, up on Project Runway. That's a good show. Yeah. Is it though? Yeah. I mean.
0: Yes. <laughs> I would. Here's why I say yes. Its genre is reality TV. It is. Now, if you look at the genre and consider everything else in the genre... This is true. You're not watching 90 Day Fiancé.
1: This is true. I, on average, (laughs) do not enjoy reality shows. So which is why, for me, like, trash TV is the top echelon of reality shows.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, yeah.
1: just, I love Tim It's, it's that like
0: eating a hot dog, right? You're yeah. never going to eat a, there's no such thing as a healthy hot dog. No. But there's some that are better than others.
1: But you get the good quality stuff with the natural casing still on it that has a bit of a crunch to it, you know? You know, and
0: maybe it's got some great toppings, maybe you're having there a you Chicago-style dog. It's okay, a you know Coney. what I mean? So, yeah, sometimes you got to eat a hot dog. Sometimes so yeah, your body will need... Now I fucking want hot dogs.
1: <laughs> so I'm going through <laughs> and watching every season of Project Runway that's on Hulu. Amazing. I have two seasons left. Uh, and I did actually text uh, uh, Grace last night telling her that the season 14 runway show she super had to watch.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to watch that maybe starting today. I tried last night and... I had such a tough day. I'm still trying to decompress from no, it, and it's I was fine. like, I can't handle it.
1: <laughs> it it just—it was one of—it's just very important that you watch uh, season fourteen, right? Season fourteen. The okay, excuse me. The actual season's not the best, but there's a couple really, really cool characters. I call them characters because yeah. the way yeah, they're, they're edited, characters. no person's oh, a real characters. person on these shows. They
0: are—they are characters. You're right.
1: Um, but the 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 looks that run uh, in the New York finale. Uh, one of them in particular will speak to your soul. Yes,
0: I'm ready. Okay, okay. that's where we Anything are. Anything else? And now? Uh,
1: I have no, sewing now... adventures. You can follow on my Instagram if you want to see my sewing adventures. Oh, yeah.
0: I need to get some mass made.
1: Infinite nix. I
0: can't bring my mind to
1: do it. I'm making my own dress form. <laughs> For reasons. Yeah. Um, so january 20th 2006 yay uh which is was well it's right before my non-existent at that time anniversary but um oh yeah no the part that i actually had to blink this is how out of him i am i actually had to think going is my anniversary the 20th the 21st what day was i married on (laughs) It's, so it's crazy. I start thinking
0: of these dates now. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. When. Yeah. I Tw. Twenty first.
1: I. That's the problem I had, and I'm like, I don't. I'm just going to not. Talk, nope. Don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: I. Now, like the when we started watching the show, it was mid '90s, and it was so it was, easy it was to think
1: '97.
0: Yeah. And so it was so easy to think, oh, this was a long time ago. This was a long time ago. Yeah. So we are now creeping into times when I was a full grown adult.
1: Yeah, I like, was I'm in like, my 2006. I graduated college in 2006.
0: Yeah. I was um, three years into the career that I'm in now. Yeah, I was twenty. 2006. My God. Yeah. 2006. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I was I was into what I do yes. eh, not exactly what I do now but, but the you were in the career it.
1: path yeah you yeah I'd already yes for the company
0: I'd started down the path if you will uh, and on this road trip called a career I you was were level gassing one. up the car yeah I was <laughs> level one artist
1: level one <laughs> uh news media designer yep. how's that yep. <laughs> um, so, the uh, story is by Brad Wright and Carl uh, Binder, who wrote it, a teleplay for mm-hmm. it, directed by Andy Makita. And we have so many familiar faces, so many guest stars, like Beau Bridges, Bill Yay. Dow, Peter Fleming, Gary Jones. We could see Jamie Ray Newman again, which is also nice. Like, the guest stars are pouring out of this yeah. episode. It's so I'll a, tell you a funny a thing.
0: There was a funny thing that happened while I was watching this one. Jesse goes, have they done a crossover episode yet? And I was like, kind of, but not the way you think. No.
1: But I do... <laughs> As I'm
0: sitting there watching Landry on the screen. <laughs> yeah.
1: I do just really like that they embrace the fact that, I mean, the sets are right next to each other. And they have that ability to go I mean, film yeah. At the SGC, if they need to, and things like that. So,
0: well, I love that they're not going right for the you know, Cam and Shepard in the same room. Yeah.
1: All of it, yeah. And they even mention Sam. Yeah. So they never bring Amanda tapping into it.
0: So I like it.
1: So I'm we start out the episode with, with me realizing that I am Zelenka, and <laughs> you are, as he's packing up just a lot of gear. Way more gear than you would need for this, I I'm, can yeah. imagine, to go to M7G677, the planet with all the kids from the last season.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. My Kid worst planet,
0: idea. planet again.
1: Oh, I was going, so, kid planet, robots in disguise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that, too. I think I was trying to find the Chuck E. Cheese theme, and then I fell apart.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and, Zelen- and of course, McKay figured that Zelenka was the best person on all of Atlantis to fix the EM field generator. <laughs> and like, I just, I feel Zelenka <laughs> when he's like, I have a nephew. I am not a fan. Yeah. At all. <laughs> and then McKay, as does John, have the audacity to fix finger gun him yeah <laughs> just to I can't imbe- rub it in yeah they're lucky
0: that that man is as composed as he is yeah because yeah. i think one of them would have gotten like a jab to the face if he
1: instead worked. he just does some of our much-loved uh cursing and check under his breath i do love that part <laughs> Uh, in the control room, McKay shows Weir, Ronan, and John that the long-range sensors have two Wraith cruisers. Not one. Not two. Two. two, two cruisers and two. one. Sorry, I don't I know. Sh- no, I like it.
0: I was As you were doing it, I was trying to do two Wraith cruisers and a microphone. Where it's at. <laughs> and so... Okay, so here's the thing, right? It's like, yeah. my brain right now... Um, in quarantine times is... Remember when you see Homer Simpson's brain and it's just a monkey with the symbols? Yeah. Um, so it's basically that. But now there's two monkeys. <laughs> and it's just like, why is this happening?
1: Oh, I, like, tried... Forming normal words. Thankfully, in the meeting yesterday that I had to actually sound coherent, I was able to save all my like word forming usage for that mm-hmm. meeting and was able to sound intelligent. Like Anuta's talking about the meeting. Mm-hmm. Then after that, where you were on yeah. words failed, fumbled mouth, no words. Yeah,
0: we were like, "Is Nixie having a stroke?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was not. You know, it was tough. It was. It was a thing it was a weird
0: day I think that was that was just a fucking strange meeting I think I ended up
1: giggling through like 90% of it like just hysterical giggling it was not as bad as other meetings I've had where there's someone in the kitchen not realizing that everything they're doing is extremely loud into the mic in the middle of the meeting
0: that's always fun yeah 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 (laughs) Um, Great. I, I will share a thing with you that won't mean a lot to the listeners, but I want to share it anyway. Um, during one of the meetings that we're not in, cause it's the other half of the team yeah. after our meeting, uh, our boss likes to yell at us to, uh, submit our time cards yep. uh, on Fridays and not actually yell, but just like funsies yell. It's
1: become like a joke, like yeah, continuous, yeah, yeah. you know, get
0: your time guys. Um, anyway, um, cause we have to log into the system and blah, yeah. blah, blah. It takes a minute. Um, and if we don't do it, then it's a lot of work on his end. So it's fair. So I guess in their meeting, he taped a sign to his forehead that just said time cards on it.
1: <laughs> I think somehow our boss is slowly losing his mind as well. I, I, all of us are just going. Looping. All of us are slowly <laughs> dropping <Yeah>. in to <laughs> craziness. Um, yeah. But anyways, our, our two Wraith cruisers and a sensor phone, it, they're just cruising along <laughs> they're not really coming anywhere near the planet for now they're like one of those asteroids that streaks path earth that doesn't really come close but is enough to make headlines it's kind of like that yeah. but they yeah. do find energy like bouncing back and forth between them and they're pretty sure they're actually fighting each other
0: yeah
1: and I now, love the way that a
0: space battle is basically like a pirate ship battle
1: 100% like are just hitting the
0: bows of each other's yep. or whatever the sides of each other's boats
1: yep <laughs> and for a change of pace, we head to Earth. Yay! Agent Agent Barrett, special agent Barrett, comes in to brief Landry, and it is so urgent that he has urged Landry to cut off the Secretary of State. Ooh. And apparently, it is the Trust. Remember them? They're yeah. assholes. And the gold. Now that the gold have infiltrated them, they just discovered the infiltration goes very high up into homeworld security all the way to the top to atlantis top and not only do they know of the city um but they've been there and they've planted a bomb in the city sons of bitches i think that's where credits went i forgot to write where credits went
0: that is exactly where credits went. i did write it and i also wrote how much i love like, I feel like Landry's reaction shot was not filmed in the same room no. as the actor delivering the line. Nope.
1: <laughs>
0: nope. Like, this feels like they had to go back and do a bunch of, like, um, reshoots to get reaction shots. Because there's or, a couple of reaction shots in this
1: episode. The way that I like to see it, it was just a one camera. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they just filmed on one side and then flipped it over and then filmed out the others. Yeah.
0: Because his, his reaction is like, <laughs> and I'm like, I know Beau Bridges is a better actor than
1: that. He's <laughs> just, face. Yep. Just a lot of face. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Bill Lee has now joined the meeting, who is a bit confused as to why the Gould would want Atlantis. Um, mm-hmm. And Landry explains that, well, first, of course, they'd love the tech on Atlantis, but they want to blow yeah. it up because their main concern is that the wraiths stay put. The wraith stay on their side of the line. Yeah. There's there's no red rovering here. Yeah.
0: Now, I'm going to a bad guy here, you bad guy over there, and we don't exactly. mess with each other.
1: Yeah. Um, and the intel does indicate that it's it's not a ghoul, necessarily, who's there, but a low-level human operative. How wrong they are, we come to find out. Spoiler warning. Oh, boy. And uh, they, they also think that it's set to go off the next time Atlantis dials Earth, which means the trust has some way of like knowing when they dial earth hmm. oh and the next dial home is today in two hours and 46 minutes from now incidentally i feel like this is a great script to just sprinkle in some
0: incidentallys. yeah a lot of incidental <laughs> things happen incidentally <laughs> yes. this incidentally that the problem That's is the aka
1: <laughs> the aka incidentally yeah. The problem is, is they have no way of warning Atlantis and tell him, don't ho- don't dial home, don't dial Earth. Mm-hmm. And Bill ponders they could maybe use the Daedalus, but it's on his turn trip. But even their long sensors like aren't enough to reach. Um, and and Landry's like, well, don't worry, I'm sure you'll figure something else. That's why we pay you. You have so ma- two hours. <laughs> so many monies.
0: Lies. I wish I got paid by the way I creatively problem solve.
1: I know. My goodness. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. So John and McKay are walking and talking about what's actually included in the status report that it's about to be sent back to Earth. And McKay is shocked when he sees Lieutenant Laura Cadman still here in Atlantis. Hmm. He was pretty sure she was leaving on the Daedalus. And she, her only response is just, well, something came up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a I have... We'll get to it.
1: Somehow I think we have the same prediction.
0: Uh-huh. Do we see our prediction in the next scene?
1: Oh, no. We don't. Okay. Wait. Yes, okay. we do. Yes, yeah. we do. Our yeah. Our prediction <laughs> is the same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something arose. <laughs> So. (laughs) Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Something (laughs) stood up tall. So, John, she, she, so.
0: (laughs) We've erected a reason to be here. Okay, I'm done.
1: Anyway, so she, something, something. Something was here in Atlantis that she wanted to stay for, and John said that uh, she could. And McKay's words and body language do not match up with his words. That didn't make any sense. His words and his body language don't match. I When he said uh, that he's fine. And she just (laughs) walks away, knowing exactly the effect that she has on McKay, and enjoying it.
0: Oh yeah, she likes making him uncomfortable.
1: And he he tells he tells John that he's never going to not be creeped out by her.
0: <laughs> you would think at some point he'd feel like they were
1: just close. I think there's no way McKay would be comfortable enough to to like there's there's no way McKay is getting over that awkwardness. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, 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 that's and fair. In the next scene, Taylor finds probably the object of Laura's attention, uh, Carson. Her thing that came up. Yeah. Her thing that came up, uh, Carson, in the infirmary. Sharon, mm-hmm. um, who we actually met last season and is basically Taylor's grandmother, um, is yeah. actually very ill. And. And Carson, because he's Carson, doesn't even give, like, a moment's thought. I, I love when Taylor comes in, he's, like, glued to the computer because he's working. So, like, doesn't even look up when Taylor comes in. But the minute yeah. someone is, like, hey, someone is sick, he's, like, let's go! Yeah, I got I'm here, my shit. ready. Let's go. Got Talk, my about go bag. It. Talk about a Healy cleric. The most Healy cleric the sweetest. that ever cleric Yeah.
0: Ever. Um. Yeah, he's definitely... Um, him and most of my campaign
1: characters would get along. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Um, and also B plot established. Ta da! <laughs> Incidentally, B plot. <laughs> Incidentally, so in the SGC briefing room, uh, Bill is doing a great whiteboard demonstration where Daedalus <laughs> left Earth, and I love his little like Dataless icon. It's, like, super cute. Yeah. He's a little, little daedalus. Uh-huh. Um, he, he, does, he does good jobs. But he they, it left Atlantis about... Um, or left Earth... I don't remember where it left from. It left a week ago. I don't
0: remember it's, what direction it's it was. It's gone. Going. It's on the road. It's been on the road for a week.
1: But the plan... Um, is to actually... They can't reach the Daedalus from Earth. So they're gonna head to a planet, a little tiny planet. It's really cute and adorable on the edge of the Milky Way. Just a and little can, baby planet. They can hopscotch a message to them, and then to the Daedalus, and then to Atlantis. It's just like the Twilight Bark. Which, by the way, happens in our neighborhood every night.
0: Oh, yeah. So we We have, um... It's not the Twilight Bark exactly, but something similar to it, where we just kind of, it's more like they hype each other up for a little while. <laughs> it's like a dance party. Dance like party. Like a Bark party.
1: Yeah. Um, but no one quite in the room remembers or gets the analogy of Twilight Bark, but the analogy they do get is the warning beacons of Gondor from Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> well, at this point, Lord of the Rings has been out for a couple of years, right? Was, yeah when was it
1: 2004 well that would have been Return of the king fellowship of the ring came out like in 2001 i believe okay
0: well, yeah the, well, that, but when they light the beacons
1: it's that's return in of one the of the
0: later uh, return of the king
1: okay yeah so that would have been yeah that's been out for a couple years
0: yeah yeah okay yay i knew a thing almost
1: yay um, and Landry has to I calm just want them. you to be proud of me Nixie I am so proud of you <laughs> has to calm the nerding out because uh, they have work <laughs> to do and everyone breaks to take the ring to Mordor um, sure. on the data list, Lindsay Novak who the more time you see her on screen the more you kind of fall in love with her she she really is um,
0: the and this is around the right time for this like right before the term was coined the term adorkable
1: oh she's hundred percent adorkable
0: she's adorkable
1: yeah especially now that like she's gotten the hiccups under a little control she's a little less abrasive and she's just like no that would probably be me especially later when she's talking to weir oh yeah would basically be me.
0: Yeah, I was sitting there thinking how each of us would approach that room. You would absolutely approach it like her. But we'll get there. We'll get
1: there. Oh, 100% um, But she radios from the engine room up to Caldwell that they have a message from an SG team to send to Atlantis that they're not to dial the gates to Earth and a little brief of why. Uh, and the Daedalus is to stay where they are so they can relay info, um, but they're actually too far away to send the message to Atlantis. They have to head a little bit further. And we also see in the engine room our favorite person to hate.
0: Yay.
1: Kavanaugh. Yay. He's just yeah. so unlikable. Oh, don't even. Well, I will. I have words about I have Kavanaugh. an entire
0: theory about him. Again, we'll get to it later.
1: Yes. So, in normal speeds, there's no way to get close enough to Atlantis, like normal hyperdrive speeds, um, to get them the message in time. And Hermia's like, dude, this is my engine. Uh, I can just boost the power for a short time. It's not sustainable. There's a chance we'll blow it out, and then we'll be stuck between galaxies. But we should get close enough before that becomes an actual risk. And, And to Kavanaugh, even that risk of saving all of Atlantis is not worth getting stuck between the galaxies. Yeah, so
0: here's... I'm going to plant the seed here. So here's here's the thing with Kavanaugh, right? He's an incredibly smart dude. Very smart. Very, very smart. There's a reason he's made it this far. Yes. Onto uh, Atlantis, onto the Deadless, why he's in this program. However, um, there is a lot that he's lacking in working with people. That kind of smart and the way he works would be great if he were alone in a room somewhere. Yes. Um But he's not. And so this team requires a lot of different types of abilities. So he's got this contrarian nature, which is welcome in group situations. You absolutely need someone who can think differently. However, he's a contrarian for the sake of being contrary. And he never supplies an answer to the problem.
1: Oh, I have much hearser words for him later.
0: That, yeah, this is me using my communication brain. So that if you have someone in your life like this, this is these are my approaches to it. So I'm planning to sit here. Yeah. So how do you take this person that you want to make a person part of your team, you want to get them out of this space where they are alienated, they're difficult to like, how do you work with that person, right? Everybody's got one. So that's where yeah. I would start. You know, it's like, okay, what are the things you have to offer? Where are the things you need to grow? And how? what would make people... Want to work with this person a little more, without changing yeah. who he is. So that's my starting point. We'll go to we'll do more. Yeah,
1: later. I would prefer to just change the way he is. You know, just because force yeah. that. <laughs> you know, because it's so easy to change people. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, um, but I hear
0: you. I do hear you, and I, I, you're yeah, you feelings are yeah, validated, and that's yeah. We'll get so to there
1: later. Look. So so oh, yeah. you know, I just like how, how Kavanaugh is like this isn't worth the risk. Meanwhile, the risk adverse Asgard is like, no, this is doable. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah. So Caldwell gives it the go-ahead. Kavanaugh starts questioning Hermia, and instead, in the in a Asgard way, Hermiad goes, Hey, how about you shut the fuck up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> shut your face. Politely
1: shut your face. <laughs> On Atlantis, McKay's finishing the data compression before they can dial out, and Chuck is standing by. On da they're almost in range, and Kavanaugh doesn't quite think they're going to make it. And we see the compression finish on McKay's screen, and Chuck starts dialing the symbols for Earth. And we see an incoming transmission on McKay's computer. We see his face... React as he reads the message and yells to stop and it's right as Chuck is about to dial that last symbol his hand is like an inch away from that last button
0: you know at some point I wondered why the buttons were so big and so far apart from each other like Uh it's an entire table of a dialing device but now I'm like thank god it is because otherwise he would have gotten there that much faster (laughs) exactly if it were, like, a little 10-key pad, he would have been like, dude, 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 done. Dude, 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 Everybody's done. dead.
1: Yeah. In in Weir's office, John is now there as well. McKay wants to disconnect the ZPM just to make sure no one accidentally dials Earth or anything. Yeah. Also for plot reasons later. And Weir wants to shut down all off gate travel. I mean, the only team that's off-world right now is Zelenka and his team, oh. and they can sit tight till we get this sorted. No problem. They're on a Fine planet.
0: Everything's cool. It's just kids. Everybody loves yeah. kids.
1: So the Daedalus is out at the point where they can reach both Atlantis and the SG team at the edge of the Milky Way at the same time. And John is hoping for a little more info than there's a bomb. Yeah. And we're, because she's smart, uh, can assume the same thing that it's the Trust wants to keep the Wraith where they are. Um, and also assumes it's the gold, which kind of shocks John, who's not up on his Trust intel... Yeah, Ronan just kind of sulks his way into the background at some point during this scene Yeah, is the best way I can describe it because he just kind of is there silently yeah, he, in the background he just
0: stalks in there he stealths into the room
1: there's a lot of like stealth stalking from Ronan in this episode yeah he not a
0: dialogue well. just ominous presence or yeah yeah <laughs>
1: And he's never heard of the Gould, and John has read enough mission reports to know that he doesn't want to. Like, just no. Yeah. Just nope.
0: We're good. I feel like if anyone could handle the Gould, though, it would be Ronin.
1: Well, we see later he handles it quite yeah. well. Yeah. So they're gonna start searching the city, and Cadman can help McKay. She's a bomb expert. Actually, one of the best, John reminds McKay and who will just, you know, oh, love working with oh, yeah. Cadman so much. <laughs> and we're also wants the Daedalus here. Yes, it's going to cut off communication to and from Earth, but she assumes the person who planted the bomb is on the Daedalus because they would have wanted to escape and she wants mm-hmm. to question them. Yep. And we see McKay removed the ZPM. Yay. And on the mainland in the Athosian village, Carson is doing his thing, yeah. and Taylor, meanwhile, has made Tuttle root soup. <laughs> <laughs> She's been practicing and really hopes like this is like the thing, like her it's her goal. Like my, it's my sourdough. Like she yeah. just wants to make Tuttle root soup the way that Charn always does. And she tries it, and Charn admits that that day is it's a long way off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I like the way the conversation basically goes into like, Hey,
1: don't don't quit your day job. You're good at a lot of things. You're good at things. (laughs) The look on Taylor's face is so heartbroken.
0: (laughs) Do you think Sharon like tries to gulp it down and it's awful? Or do you think it's like okay?
1: I have a hunch it's I would I don't think it's awful. Okay. I think it's probably the equivalent of of like Elsewhere in the Village when like the young girls finally start cooking with mom, mm-hmm. you know, and do that. I can imagine Charin just knows her turtle root soup. It is the best in the village. Yeah. So it's probably like a C turtle root it's like soup. Like edible.
0: Yeah. It's edible. I see. I liken it to like going out to a restaurant to get ramen versus eating ramen in your house. Yes. <laughs>
1: Like, it's like, ah, uh, like, I mean, it's not amazing, <laughs> but it'll work. And Charn reminds Tayla that she was born for a higher purpose than soup making yeah. uh, and and wants Taylor to prepare for the ring ceremony, oh, which boy. Taylor is not prepared to do. Mm-hmm. And we, we find that for the Athosians, dying of natural causes is apparently super, super rare, which is a horrible thought. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, I think it's like ring... living in the
0: sixteenth or seventeen hundreds America and living yeah. in too old age
1: yeah, like th- that's a horrifying thought and and the <laughs> ring ceremony is meant to honor those who actually get the privilege of dying from from natural causes, yeah and Taylor is super, super, super not ready for that ceremony and what it would entail, yeah back at the but sgc what a fucking honor oh 100% yeah at the sgc barrett comes i love this for some reason barrett comes to inform landry that they've raided the trust compound they have further intel on the bomb they don't know what kind it is or where it is but they know the trigger's not here on earth they basically know nothing we're here to tell uh, we're here uh, to tell you we don't know update. any update Thing. we certainly know nothing but <laughs> it's <laughs> but sam is back from her mission yay. so now sam will save us
0: <laughs> yay sam is always here to save everything that's what
1: sam does yep so um novak gets that message that they know nothing mm-hmm. update nothing and and relays it to Caldwell, who lets the SGC know, and also that Atlantis wants them to go help investigate. And on at Atlantis, we learned that technically Cadman is a high temperature and energetic materials technology expert. Yep. Also, that she can tap dance. <laughs> Woman after my own heart. Yeah, of course she can. Uh, and so far, they found nothing. John's team, Ronan's team. There's, like, ten teams total. No one's found jack shit. It's a big city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And suddenly the console in front of Chuck just starts dialing Earth. The problem is they're trying to comb
0: the city without the giant comb. They need the big, giant plastic comb and just need to start combing the city.
1: And uh, good thing the ZPM isn't hooked up because it finishes the dialing to Earth sequence, but there's no power yeah. to actually complete the yeah. gate. Good job, um, McKay. Yeah. And and McKay figured it's actually a program in the system to dial Earth if the scheduled dial didn't go as planned. And that's when Laura's like, hey, What's with the transmitter? The distress beacon's now broadcasting our whereabouts, of the entire galaxy. Yeah, everybody
0: knows we're here. And the dialing
1: was just a cover for that, and McCabe turns it off as fast as he can, but the damage is done. The two Wraith cruisers, who were out like just passing by nonchalantly, mm-hmm. now turning towards Atlantis. We failed our stealth. Yep. Someone rolled a net one. Yep. So John gets back up to the control. You know that makes me realize, like the idea of if 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 you were on a mission like that, and someone rolled, but then they just announced that they got a nat one, like they, like they just they they just lie, yeah, like deception check that they got a net one instead to purposely fail in order to
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Like if someone was in part of your group but they're actually undercover or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting.
0: And stop
1: it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting that in back in my head of my DM notes. So, Uh-huh. John gets back up to the control room. The ships are, like, a day, a day and a half out, and even if they cloak the city, like, the rate they're gonna poke around for the distress signal source. And McKay, I'm gonna admit, comes up with a pretty ingenious plan. Yeah. He's like, let's take the transmitter, dump it on the beach with some rubble, and it'll just look like, you know, washed up, crashed ship. Yeah. When Atlantis blew up.
0: It's actually
1: kind of genius. I mean, why
0: it, yeah, I think it would work. I think it absolutely would be like, and John is
1: more concerned about simple. why the bomb planter would want to alert the wraith. I mean, blowing up two cruisers doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things. And we're like, mm. you know what? let's not try to connect all the pieces at this moment. Let's just try to, like find the bomb and get to work and we'll just yeah, let let's let not get out.
0: into the weeds with this thing a little. Let's focus on our goal. <laughs> Let's go back to. Remember, we put it up on the whiteboard. Goal, yep. don't die. The goal yes. is don't die.
1: Goal yeah. is always don't die. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Carson finds Taylor in the hallway, and they're going to evacuate all the Athosians from the mainland back to the city with the wraith coming. And I love how Taylor's like, oh no, I'm not worried about the bomb. I assume we're not going to explode. They're going to find yeah. that. Yeah. Not worried. And, but before that, Carson has news on Sharon. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's super old. Like, definitely dying of natural causes. But he could help by at least starting, like, put in a pacemaker. Could do some good. She could get years back. And conveniently, they're bringing everyone, including Charon, here to Atlantis.
0: (laughs) It's it's such a weird thing, right? Because... I, I get it it you know Carson's a doctor the doctor's job is to heal and to keep people alive um, but I to me it seems so clear that no no Sharon's going she's done um, oh, yeah I have this weird sense of the uh, uh, and I wonder if when I'm older I'll be as ready as I feel everyone else seems to be yeah so when 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 I um. So I've lost all of my grandparents, um, and only one of them hurt real, real bad, because that person was very ill, mm-hmm. and it wasn't their time yet, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the All the others were like, yeah, I mean, I'm sad that they're no longer here, but I'm not actually hurt by the fact that they're gone. Yeah.
1: I completely, I completely get that. And yeah. I think... I think that's definitely the point that Taylor eventually gets to. I think Carson is yeah. just like, no, I I find any way to fix any patch, yeah. any fix. Yeah, I can fix it. Here's a fix. Uh, whatever you need.
0: <laughs> I, I worry <laughs> that I would be a bad doctor because I would be like, I mean, I think it's time, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think is what a doctor is supposed to tell you. But you know, like to me, but doctor, uh, she's five. No, it's a pretty good um, life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, probably it's like five. Idea, like um. I don't... And, and mind you, it says the person with a robotic pancreas.
1: Yes. <laughs> but it's like,
0: I think sometimes we're holding on a little too desperately when at some point a person's just tired and is ready to go.
1: Well, it's... And that's exactly... We'll get to that conversation here in a bit, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. exactly what Taylor is. Like, Taylor, like, fully admits the all the reasons that she wants trying to stay have... Really, nothing no. to do with Charin. It's all yeah, for her. It's all
0: Tayla. Yeah. So,
1: we'll get anyway. to there. We're jumping ahead. Of okay, games. I know. I'm sorry. I get excited. Ahead of the Such a fun so So, okay. um, back at the SGC, um, Walter comes in with a bad look on his face and he tells mm-hmm. Landry about the Daedalus wanting to go back to help with the investigation on Atlantis. And Landry's like, well, no, they can't do that because they have to really info. And mm-hmm. he goes, ah. No. Yeah, they already left. They're already... About that. <laughs> we're... We have no way of communicating with Atlantis anymore. Yeah. I just imagine, like, Sam figures out the answer before anyone else does, but they have no way of telling anyone.
0: Yeah. She's like, well, I hope they McKay gets there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> John comes into Weir's office and she, she, Weir hates the process of having to look at the crew list and suspect one of their own people and John wonders mm. if the person maybe actually is here in Atlantis still and not on the Daedalus um, you know what with the gate dialing and the distress beacon and all and McKay walks up hearing the last bit and without hesitation is like oh no it's Cadman yeah which John is very taken aback at He's pissed, yeah. And they're like, well, I mean, she's an explosive expert, she was supposed to be on the Daedalus, something came erect, and she's always (laughs) around when something happens, so of course it's Cadman. And John reminds McKay that not only is Cadman one of John's most trusted officers... But also, you should probably know that she's not capable of that, considering she was in your head for a while.
0: Yeah, you've yeah, you've been in a very intimate brain space with this person. Yeah, um, which is interesting because the way they shared a brain space is very similar to how a ghoul inter- infiltrates a brain space. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other fun thing is that it's very easy to make a case. For everyone. Like yes. you could almost make a case for McKay. Yes. Wonder, the oh, way he,
1: McKay is easiest to make the case for. Yeah.
0: And it's like, man, it is so easy. Suspicion is such an insidious thing. You yes. Know what I mean, mistrust.
1: The, and it's, I think that would have been, and I don't know if it would have had to been a two-parter or if you would have had to cover the stuff, but that would have been, I think kind of cool. To yeah. to have in this episode to have almost those more suspicions of people that we know we yeah. know couldn't have done it. I
0: wonder if it started that way and maybe they the you know maybe they felt that that was a little too preachy or something. But there's maybe. It, absolutely you could make a case for so many of those people. Ronan yes. doesn't speak a lot this episode. Nope. why is he just randomly lurking in the background? I mean. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you could really take anything and put it on anyone.
1: Like, Ronan, I don't even know, knows how to, like, sign into one of the computers. I'm pretty sure. Sure. But you know what I mean? Like, his mission reports are just him walking into John and going, I hit him. Cool. Okay, I'm walking out.
0: Yeah. We got some stuff. (laughs) Taylor wrote it down somewhere.
1: Yeah. Like, there's... (laughs) I don't see Ronan using computers a lot. Yeah.
0: I see. Uh, Taylor, like, didn't, obviously didn't grow up with computers, but Taylor figured out how to word process, how to open an Excel thing or, like, a Word doc and, like, yes. write everything down immaculately.
1: Yes. And because she wanted to, and Ronan's like, I'm going to go in the gym. Yeah. Bye.
0: Yeah. Um, and then McKay's are, like, 15 pages long.
1: And they were like, we
0: needed a two-page brief. All we needed was a (laughs) two-page brief.
1: And then as Cadman walks up to the office, as they're, like, talking about her, and she just wanted to let them know the Daedalus is landed on the East Pier. Hmm. So Caldwell and Weir walk and talk on the Daedalus. Uh, He wants to start not questioning, interrogating everyone immediately. Uh, Everyone on the ship has been confined to quarters. Hmm. Weir's like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. This is my jerk station. I am sheriff in these parts. I will <laughs> lead the charge. He is clearly not fond of that idea, but agrees. Yeah. And who's first on the list? Who Cavanaugh. else would be first on the list? K-K-Kavanaugh.
0: Ca- Ca- just sing it, at him <laughs> Yeah. 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 yeah, we're yeah, a big Hall. Uh, <laughs> I don't know
1: why it makes me laugh so much. I'm
0: not even making sounds. This is no fun for the people at home. It's <laughs> a without okay, any noise okay. coming out.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, this is going to be real fun to edit this is just it um okay. and and kavanaugh's like naturally you'd think of me first and <laughs> yeah. and weird goes look we're talking to many many people and he goes yeah well i'm pretty sure i'm at the very top of a very short list well mm-hmm. probably yes actually yes um and apparently the history goes he left as soon as he could with the daedalus after the siege and he was gone for a while and then put in an urgent request to come back to Atlantis. And then three weeks later, he was done and leaving again. Mm. Suspicious. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like, that. you don't even have to reach very far for that to be suspicious.
0: No. So here's my thing with Kavanaugh. These things are absolutely very suspicious. But the biggest mark against him is how incredibly unlikable he is. How how incredibly abrasive and unwilling yes. to be a team player. Um absolutely, absolutely. But I think if you take that a little bit further, there's no way that he could get like there's no way that this secret group could get him to work no. for them either. Like he's the most uncooperative human being.
1: Well um Yes and no. So I actually have slight other suspicions on that. He continues on that uh, he, you know he couldn't stay because the working conditions are intolerable, he has no res- friends, no he doesn't no. Like no respect for his work, specifically goes on that Weir doesn't respect his work, and she mm-hmm. continues, and days later, right after you leave, we find the bomb. And can you seriously not see why this is suspicious? He starts to spout out. To me, some of the most sexist, incel, bullshit, gaslighting, petty. He goes on later in the episode and he, you know, contacted friends heard on the station. To me, I think there are certain people he'd work with. I think he hates weir. More specifically than many other people. Because I... The tones that he was using in this and the words he was using... And talking about how she, with her emotions and everything, yeah, he specifically has a problem with Weir because she is a woman in charge. Is my view of Kavanaugh? He, he does he
0: does he does have this very ugly stereotypical approach to a yes. woman in power. Yes, I, you're one hundred percent correct there. Um, I, I think you know. My thought is just when you're taking when you're thinking of something like the trust, he yeah. just doesn't have, for lack of a better way to put this, the chill, to be no, involved with something like that. And no, while I he get weird suspicions, this is a little bit of a personal thing between them. This clash between them. It is. Um,
1: and but he is a dick. He's a complete. He is a he's a dick. Shit to her. I can see with how much he like, v- venomizes mm-hmm. like, the situation here, I can see them, it's less of a working together but I can see the trust playing Kavanaugh and not, yeah. like, Kavanaugh not realizing the trust is playing him That's fair That yeah. I, That's more how I see that interaction. If, if yeah. Kavanaugh had actually done it, it's the trust seeing Kavanaugh's venom and like Playing him, right? Using his well, uh, arrogance he does, and everything He else.
0: does lack a, a, a sense of emotional intelligence, yes. which is necessary to yes. to guard yourself from that kind of stuff. Uh, here's my approach to Kavanaugh, uh, and and this is just how my brain works and how I approach people like this because we've had to work with people like this. Yeah, I would have put him to work instead of putting it in a room to question him. I would have said, I suspect Kavanaugh. I would have told McKay. I would have told John. I would have told Mm -hmm. Ronan. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe someone else from your head of security and been like, I suspect this person. We're going to make him work with McKay. Okay. I need you to be able to manage this. Because a person like Kavanaugh will give himself away. But the more you corner him, the more he's just gonna spout back. Yeah. Um. I I think um. Because then you learn too. If he's genuinely trying to help, that will be that will come through as well.
1: Yeah. Um. The problem is is that even McKay wouldn't want to work with him.
0: (laughs) No. Well. And but the truth is, yeah. To some degree, our team is also a little bit like the emotions are getting to them too.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean I get the idea that Kavanaugh has burned so many goddamn bridges yeah. that there comes a point where you just have to cut your losses with someone.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: but I, you know, I,
0: I to me, it's, it's again this communications grace trying to say there's always something to leverage, there's always some way yeah. to push through, and there's also the Pollyanna grace who's like everyone is redeemable. So, I'm actually that would be my approach
1: I'm actually more fascinated by Kavanaugh as a character because i cannot think of many other characters that are so like just hateable on a yeah. show you know you have yeah. bad guys and you have the people you love to hate but how many characters can you think of that you're just like there is I see no redeeming qualities in this character. And that's, I think, the part that makes him a little tiny bit interesting.
0: Oh, see, and I think uh, this is where it shows how differently your my brain work. To me, he stops being interesting. Because there's no layers.
1: Yeah. Do you and, know what I mean? And I, like I said, I think my interest in it comes in just, like, Ooh. how... You Not. get to sinking your
0: teeth into how unlikable he it's
1: is. It's like, I'm, I'm like, how is this character so... How? Why do you exist as a character? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to the, yeah. I hear you. I mean, I'm... He, listen. We're, we've been talking about him for
0: ten minutes. It's clearly a well-written character. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But it's like, you would be fine without this character on the show, clearly. But it's interesting that he's there. And yeah. I'm, anyway. Yeah. On to more... I was going to say more fun things, but it's really not that fun. But... <laughs> oh, uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> On the mainland, Taylor is quickly packing up things for Charon. Most of the village is already evacuated. And Charon is very melanchol Melancholy... Melancholy... He has melancholia
0: about this thing.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and that that, you know, she's always running. And she's always looking to the sky in fear and soon she's gonna be free of all of that and Taylor's like whoa 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 Carson said that he can help you and you can live longer and then you'll still be here with me and Charon's like but no like but I don't wanna I welcome this like my death is not to be feared like I get to die peacefully that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome for us.
0: Yeah, I get to not be eaten by a wraith.
1: Yeah, and we have this really beautiful, touching moment um, that we that we sort of talked on before between Taylor and her, and and Taylor sort of lists all these reasons why she doesn't want Sharon to go, and they're all yeah. they're all personal based. They're all I don't want to be alone. I've already lost my family, and Sharon reminds her that she her people are her family like yep. she's never gonna be alone and I just really like even when it in you know you have someone who is ill and you have someone who is trying to take care of her even at the time Taylor it's still Charon who's comforting and taking care of Taylor oh
0: yeah yeah absolutely like it's just um, this
1: really beautiful scene
0: yeah um. To add a, a hint of lightness to this, if the movie Pocahontas had not come out many, many, many years before, <laughs> I would have sworn that they based Grandmother Willow after Charin. That she is the human incarnation of Grandma Willow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just even though even in
1: the look. <laughs> even or uh, what was what was the grandma's name in Moana?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember her name
1: either, but I know you. They're all the same archetype. Yeah. (laughs) And now Weir is interviewing me. Or should I say (laughs) Novak? Yeah. And like, look, she totally gets why everyone's being interviewed. I mean, it makes total sense because whoever planted the bomb is probably really eager to leave the city. So they were probably there on the dead list. I I mean, not that I was eager. I mean, I was just doing my job. I mean, who cares? I mean, not... I mean, I care about my job, not when we left. That's not, I,
0: yeah. It's, it sounds exactly like a Nixie in one of our meetings. And we're like, take a breath, take a breath. <laughs>
1: yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, and then she continues because really she has nothing to be nervous about. Uh, I wouldn't be nervous unless I was guilty. I mean, I'm not guilty. I mean, and then she starts coming. Yeah. And when asked um, about if there's anyone suspicious or odd, she's like, she ponders and she goes, that ponytail tall guy is... Really fucking weird, and he's just creepy and hanging around me. I mean, it could be a great person, but I ain't, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna try
0: so, that. So, so I want to share another uh, idea. Uh, yeah. she absolutely does point out Kavanaugh, but I also think she knows something about Caldwell because she starts to say something and she stops. does. She and does. I think she's like, oh, I want to say this thing about Caldwell. Oh, he's my boss. Not going there. Let me go to this yeah. other creepy guy.
1: Because she does clearly go to say something and then pauses and then doesn't.
0: Yep. So I think she knew something. I think she absolutely knew something and was too scared
1: to say anything about it. And I, it's uh, not that, like, she knew Caldwell was a, was a ghoul or anything. No, but, I think but she,
0: she was something like, was weird. Yeah. Like, he, maybe he said something that she's like, that's not accurate. Or, like, she caught yeah. some sort of smart thing that was, mm-hmm. like, weird that you know that. You're not the guy who knows those things. Or, you know what I mean? Or like just, that. Or just...
1: And, and this is this is a very, very mild spoiler, so I'm not going to worry about telling you this. Uh, we do okay. continue to see Caldwell in the series. And, okay. and again, non-spoiler, because we know they're removing the Gould. Right. You'll see what I think Novak was more going to allude to is that for the past amount of time, and we don't know how long yeah. Caldwell has been a Gould, He's had a change in demeanor. Yeah, he's not himself. He's been Yeah, I think that's yeah. more what she was going to say is like, Caldwell's been yeah. really mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think ultimately she's like, um, she's figured something out. Yeah. Is too scared to bring up about her boss. So she's going to bring about the other one that's possibly creepy.
1: It um, is still super creepy because you yeah. know he's just lurking.
0: He's just a gross. He's just gross, just gross to her just cause. um now here's my question we know how you would do in this interview how would i do in this interview
1: <laughs> you would pr- and i say this with I'd all love and affection cry. in my heart you would cry yeah. i would, would just would, cry the whole time you would break down in tears yeah Cause anytime
0: an emotion is too much, my brain goes. I guess we'll cry. <laughs> Why
1: you gotta any emotion? It doesn't matter if it's a good, bad, yeah. or a different emotion. So I'll tell
0: you, I was watching this last night, and we were getting towards the end of it, and I was watching it with my headphones on, um, yeah, and making a puzzle, and I started crying to the, and then. Uh, domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse's like, hang on, guys, because he was playing video games with his friends. He goes, are you okay? And I was like, I'm watching Stargate. He goes, okay, I'm going to leave you alone.
1: <laughs> oh, I already have warned people that um, in a couple weeks, when 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 that SpaceX rocket launches, Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's, with, with the astronauts, them Nixon like, tears. I'm going to be a puddle. Like, I'm just. No one look at me for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Please, please look away. I mean, so,
1: Caldwell, or sorry, McKay calls Weir into the control room and he announces to Weir that there's no bomb. Well, there's no explosives. Mm. There's certainly going to be an explosion. So they need to cloak the city because of the Wraith, right? Because the Wraith are coming. And to do that, they need to hook the ZPM back up. And don't worry, McKay physically disabled the DHG so it can't dial Earth. But the ZPM, it controls, it like funnels this massive amount of power. It's like a dam.
0: (laughs) It's not a dam. (laughs) Which, (laughs) can I just say,
1: uh, every time now I hear the word dam... I hate that this appears in my head. But we went to the Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. And and Grace, you know my father. Uh-huh. Every damn, damn. single damn joke <laughs> that could ever be possibly said ever. So now every <laughs> time anyone just mentions a damn, like a soul part of my soul dies because I hear another dad. Hot sorry so anyways if you (laughs) overload a dam it breaks uh Uh and thankfully atlantis has all these fail safes in place so that doesn't happen but the trust Mm -hmm. operative disabled all those fail safes so it's not like the it's not specifically the act of dialing earth that would cause the zpm to blow it's Mm -hmm. just that that's this power spike and like anything that overloads it to that point is going to cause the ZPM to explode and then when it does it's not just going to destroy Atlantis it's like going to kind of destroy the planet
0: yeah it's a little
1: sensitive it's nitroglycerin cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so they can put the fail back in place but the person who broke them put a code in to block access mm. to the system and it is Yay. not an easy code to break
0: Get the code breakers. Code Why breakers? don't we have a team of code breakers?
1: Um, because we don't have knitters. <laughs> that's you, you don't have... <laughs> an old school World War joke for everyone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like that's my question. You know, like, wouldn't your language people be good for this, or someone, or your your math specific people? I think Um, they
1: would, for sure. I think the bigger problem here is, like, the time frame. That's fair. Yeah. That's true. Um, so cloaking the city, needless to say, takes a ton of power. And that is how contacting the wraith has to do with blowing up the city. Because if we can't dial the gate back to Earth, cloaking the city will help along the way to spiking that ZPM.
0: (laughs) Speaking of spiking, I I like the way McKay, like, spikes the ball of answering the riddle. And it's like, okay, we're all still going to die, McKay. Tone it down a tiny, tiny bit.
1: (laughs) So, is back talking with Kavanaugh, Mm -hmm. um, who also tries to suggest that maybe it was Zelenka who did it. He's off-world, and he has the technical expertise and, like, Weir is not going to discuss the list of suspects, but does tell him that Zelenka very much went off-world against his will. Sure. And also, Weir can't see him ever working with the trust. And he goes, oh, but you can picture me? And she's like, fuck yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... and, and, and and she goes, you, right after the failed dial back to Earth, had three unauthorized calls back to Atlantis. And he goes, well, I was just making sure that my friends were okay. And she goes, you just told me you left Atlantis because you had no friends in the city.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing is I want to see how all this stuff gets resolved with him. I really yeah. do. I'm very curious um, because he's absolutely unlikable. He really is. But yes. we are seeing a lot of things from our this bias of like we don't like him. Like we we could imagine him killing puppies. But I bet oh, Kavanaugh's 100%. not the guy. You know what I mean? I bet Kavanaugh does
1: not kill puppies.
0: So I don't, how do no. we walk
1: this back? I'm not the person to ask because I also can see Kavanaugh killing puppies.
0: And I get that. And I see it. But here's the thing. is this is this There's more to this person. There's a reason he's made it this far. He couldn't just be a puppy killer or else he'd be out in the streets killing puppies.
1: I get that. See what I mean? I'm also going to ad- fully admit my my bias on weird side yeah. towards cavity. And that's okay. And I get it's it, like, but I'm I acknowledge there is going to be another side. I just I at least acknowledge it exists. The, and that's
0: that's plenty. That's a lot. You know, I get it. And it's, it's I just there. it's me pushing the thing that I like to push. This is the part yeah. of life that I love. This is yeah. the, oh, 100%. the weird Yeah, the weird yeah, 100%. um uh, there's uh, I'm extending my time in college because there's a class I want to take that isn't offered <laughs> until next spring and it's about conflict and so oh, there's something there clearly that guys
1: get prepared we will hear all about that as she dissects yeah. Stargate episodes because one thing oh, Stargate episodes have conflict
0: yeah it's, it's literally a course called organizational conflict taught by my favorite professor in the whole world who I mentioned last week um And I may try to just stick around long enough to take it. (laughs) Who knows? Anything's possible.
1: Okay. So he just wants to know. Kavanaugh's like, what do you want to know? And I'll tell you, basically. And she goes, I want to know what the access codes are. And he goes, well, that I could tell you, but I'd be guessing because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, at one point he goes, what are you going to do? Torture me? And she just doesn't say anything and stares at him.
0: She's like, um, uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like
1: we're rules for intimidation yeah and gets a nat 20 yeah it's good times so back in the control room mckay can keep the cloak short of the overload limit with some effort but we should start an evacuation plan mm-hmm. and at this point uh, the entire Athosian village is back on atlantis and carson brought sharon to the infirmary so he can you know be a doctor and taylor goes look neither one of us like this but you can keep her pain free but that's it like we have to let this happen because she basically has a dnr
0: yeah she said no she said she's ready to go at most she can make her comfortable
1: So, in the conference room with Weir, John, Caldwell, McKay, uh, McKay still hasn't had any luck cracking the code, and Mm. Kavanaugh is still Weir's prime subject, suspect, subject, um, but isn't having any luck getting anything out of him. Ronan, (laughs) meanwhile, is outside, just, like, sulking, going, give me ten minutes.
0: Yeah, give me ten and some, like, needle-nose flyers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He doesn't even need that.
0: Yeah, it's funny.
1: Uh, And and after a pause, John is actually like... I mean, maybe this is the next step.
0: It's it's interesting to me that Rodney becomes the moral conscious in this scene.
1: Yeah, and... and, Because he's like, I hate the guy as much as everyone else does, but that's a step that we need to acknowledge that we would be taking. Yep. And... You know, Weir agrees, and Weir, for all her bias against Kavanaugh, is, like, if there is the slightest chance that he is innocent, yeah. you know, there's a difference between pressured interviewing and Mm -hmm. physical interviewing. Yeah. And Caldwell argues that there's no time to debate morality in cases like these, not when they're running out of time.
0: Well, that's a shitty thing right now, because we know how it ends with him.
1: It, it, it is a shitty thing. I think yeah. the, the the concept, if you ignore the fact that he's a gold saying that in this moment, um, the concept of that is always sort of like you hate to consider that, but that is sometimes, yep. it's the, again, it's the train parable. It's collateral damage. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. everyone walks out and McKay starts questioning what Cadman is doing at the laptop. She goes, look, I found a gap in the command datalog stream sequence. Yeah. And it was a few weeks ago. It might be nothing, but it might be something. And and McKay just eye rolls. He is so... Again, bias. There's another theme of this episode. Bias. He's so biased against everything Cadman's doing. He goes, I thought of that. You didn't think I thought of that? Like... Like... You're a tap dancing explosive experts. What are you going to do? <laughs> Go help crack the code. Tap dance yeah. on the code. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and before she can argue back, McKay calls Weir that the cruisers are actually close enough, and it's time to reconnect the ZPM and cloak the city. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what we get in the next shot. Yay. In the control room, McKay has powered enough systems down that they're holding at safe limits underneath the explosive level. They should be okay. Mm -hmm. And in the infirmary, with beautifully, beautifully cryptic last words of Our Journey Begins, Charin passes.
0: Yeah. Is this where we get the montage? Not quite yet. Okay.
1: First we get they're here. Yay. And, and the Wraith are in orbit. Currently, nothing in their actions indicate they detect Atlantis is here. Uh, and Cadman suddenly warns that the inertial dampeners are powering up for no reason whatsoever.
0: Yay. Because
1: the ship... It, the city's Incidentally,
0: a ship. Incidentally, the Incidentally,
1: <laughs> the city is a ship. It has a giant star drive and the first thing in activating the star drive is activating the inertial dampeners. Clearly that's going to overload the ZPM at some point. And right now they uh-huh. have 30 minutes before the city is gone. Planets gone. Yikes. It's a literal
0: 30 minutes to midnight.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, so in an emergency conference the only evacuation plan right now they have is the Daedalus and they can't use the Stargate because that's disconnected. There's not enough room or life support to get everyone back to Earth, but there is another planet in the solar system that they can survive on. Um, and Ronan knows the quickest way to get this code. <laughs> Fuck. We're still not ready to pull that particular, like, lever yet. Mm. Um, but this McKay points out the ZPM overloads in 24 minutes now. And she reluctantly gives Ronan the head nod. Yikes. And in a beautiful room somewhere in Atlantis, the Athosians, who haven't already evacuated, are preparing for the ring ceremony. Tayla has a gorgeous elvish green dress.
0: Yeah, she does.
1: Beautiful. And Carson pulls her aside and is like, seriously? The city's about to go boom.
0: This is probably not the best time to start this. Yeah.
1: Can we do this? Can we wait, like, three hours? Can we? No. Gotta do it now. And and Taylor's like, look, most of my people are already evacuated. We're gonna leave with the last group after the ceremony. I made this promise to Sharon. No matter the cost, I am doing this. Yeah. And again, I'm like, but Sharon's not... She was a wise woman, and she'd probably also go, "Hey, why don't you evacuate with everyone, and then maybe do the ring ceremony on the planet?"
0: Sure. Yeah, there is a little bit of uh, stubbornness coming from Taylor right now.
1: Taylor stubborn? No.
0: Yeah, it- it's like, look, it- there's no way this sounds nice. Yeah. Sharon's already dead. Sharon is... There's well, no time the, limit to where you could do
1: this. But that's thing. the thing. If that's the thing with all funerals. Funerals are not yeah. for the dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Funerals. Well, it's like, you don't need to join her right now. How about if we put this thing no. off?
1: We don't you, all have to come. Would you, come you like her. your own? Would you like your own ring ceremony? Well, then you have to die of natural causes, and like yeah. dying via an explosion is not natural causes. Yeah.
0: Nobody gets ring ceremony, and you lose all of the people's. Which is the
1: thing you're scared of? Yeah, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, but, but if they didn't do the ring ceremony now, we wouldn't have beautiful Taylor singing yeah. over other scenes.
0: Taylor sings so, montage.
1: I mean. So the door is open to Kavanaugh, who has his feet up on the table, and it's just Ronan oh, standing there, super intimidating. And the ring ceremony starts. And oh, by the way, Rachel LaTrolle can sing. Yeah, I was wondering if
0: that was actually her or if it's yes. a- another track with her dubbed. No, it's her. Wowza. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, She's a triple threat. Yeah, of course she is.
1: And uh, it's just this beautiful haunting the drums and the flute and the music and it's it's absolutely beautiful. And we get this song over footage of McKay and Cadman hard at work figuring out the code. Yeah. and the wraith ships in orbit, and we're sitting with the choices. That she has and still has to make. And at some point, uh, McKay announces that the ZPM is going to overload in ten minutes. They should probably get to the jumpers. And Cadman comes in then. uh, She's found something. Yikes. Taylor continues to sing. John runs into the interrogation room. And I love this moment. He's like, no, wait, stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What and you just yeah.
1: see, you just see Kavanaugh like on the ground, and Ronan's like, he just fainted. Like I just yeah. walked over and he fainted.
0: He like completely failed his save. Yep. It was like intimidating presence, and then like just yep. he he. What's the is it a possum? He just went full possum. He went full
1: possum. Yeah, <laughs> it's just on the ground. Yikes! Yeah. Um, and we see Caldwell on the data list. He calls down to McKay that they're going to leave and meet at the planet at the rendezvous site. And instead, Caldwell is beamed away, and he is instead mm. deposited in the Atlantis conference room. And he's very confused. Mm. And Weir had Hermia beam uh, Caldwell here so he can give Weir and John the access code. Bum bum bum. As Ronan just prowls behind him. And, uh, and he goes, you know, he's the gap... That... He's very He's very sulky this whole episode. Yeah. But that code, the, the gap that Cadman found in the longs was actually two deletion points. It was Caldwell's ID code used to copy info, which yeah. he then took back to Earth, had the trust manipulate, come back and upload it back to the Atlantis computer. Caldwell has taken aback.
0: Aghast, I say. He's such a bad actor at it.
1: That you would think that I'm working for the trust. And John knows he's working for the trust. And he actually pulls his sidearm out. He's like, I want the code. And after a moment of pondering, uh, uh, Goodwill gives no shits no more. And his <laughs> eyes flash. Yeah. And he's like, fuck it, I'm changes.
0: out. Might as
1: well. He's like, I'm never giving you the code. Yeah. And good Goodwill. Good- good- Goodwill... Gives gives a warning that he possesses the strength of many men, and Ronan's like, great. It still won't be a fair fight. Yeah, and just goes to town. Yeah, and at once he's on the ground, uh, after being tossed around a few times, John pauses Ronan, and takes out his taser, and sends a of electricity going through Caldwell's body.
0: Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really a lot goes of down mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and Caldwell you see at one point Caldwell is there. Actual yeah. Caldwell. And you see the look on um, his face. He's definitely fighting a mental epic battle inside of his brain. Yeah. For control. And right as the ZPM is starting to spike and McKay calls out that they have to go, John and Ronan run into the control room with the access code. Uh, mm-hmm. McKay runs to his computer, types it in, and we see the computer that the fail-safes are reinstated and it worked. Yay. As Taylor continues to sing and finishes the ring ceremony. Everything is
0: fine and we don't worry about the guy passed out in the room. The guy who's been tasered. Everything's uh-huh. fine. Everything's fine. Nothing um, was weird.
1: S- sometime later, the city is uncloaked again. So <laughs> you know, some time has passed. the The, yeah. the wraith have, have fucked on wherever they're going. Mm-hmm. And Carson and Laura are are walking, laughing about something.
0: Yeah, mind you, the two that we see again, I, they're telling us the thing that kept her here, the thing that suddenly came up. Yeah, just keeps shoving its face in our face.
1: <laughs> Keep shoving its face in someone's face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I think it's, it's fairly obvious there's been a thing that has continued through the episodes here. Oh, yeah. Um, and McKay passes them and actually tells them the Termian is beating the calculations on the extraction. It's kind of cool. They're going to beam the gould out of Caldwell's brain. And hopefully not lobotomize him. (laughs) And hopefully not part of his brain with his brain. Yeah. (laughs) And in comes Zelenka. Covered in face paint.
0: He's looking like an extra from Gryffindor's tribe.
1: (laughs) Hair and braids. (laughs) He is so pissed he can't form words. Uh Uh-huh. It's kind of great. He just warns McKay, do not speak to me. Ever, again, for the rest of your life. I don't know which would be worse for me. Like, the stress of being on Atlantis or all that, or being on that planet with those kids for that many days. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like those are equal torture for you. Yep. Yep. 100%. So we're... Um. Weir is out of the office poking at a pocket watch which I'd like to know the story of that pocket watch
0: um, yeah. and
1: John just comes in with a laugh and he goes to do you see Zelenka? Yeah. That he's was ridiculous. fine. He's like I didn't do anything though. Um, And apparently uh, they are having Carson scan everyone on Atlantis to make sure there's no other ghouls among them and Weir admits that she crossed the line with Kavanaugh. <sighs> yeah. And John's like, look, you did what you had to do. In the end, Kavanaugh wasn't hurt. Like, right. everything's fine. You were
0: yeah, you it's you didn't go out of your way to be malicious. You were doing yeah. what you thought was the right things.
1: Yeah. And and she goes on and goes, Look, we were all happy to see the Wraith like fighting each other and in the infighting in the Wraith. And mm-hmm. uh how are we really any different from that?
0: Dun, dun, dun! Yeah. Moral
1: quandaries. Definite moral quandary that we end the episode on.
0: Yikes. This was a real fun episode.
1: I figured you'd enjoy it.
0: I love I, I, love sitting here and breaking the people apart and playing with things that way. The thing with Kavanaugh, it's like, how do you change that? How do you make that a different thing? Um, I like Taylor's side story as well. Um... Yeah, it's almost like Caldwell ceases to matter, like, because yeah. there's so many things going on.
1: And I think that's the one thing I would have liked in this episode, a little bit more suspicion of other people.
0: Well, and that's that's part of the issue with the Kavanaugh thing, is she's so honed in on it that unless, um, uh, oh gosh, what's her name, who I just Novak? forgot? Yeah, uh, no Caldwell unless oh, Caldwell okay. had found that thing we would have never found the answer she oh, would have uh, Cadman. Would have gone out yeah yeah, yeah. C- C- Cadman Cadman yeah uh, there's Cadman too many C's in this yeah. fucking episode <laughs> Carson, <laughs> Cadman Caldwell, Cavanaugh. I know um, but if she hadn't found that information because she yeah. wasn't sitting there for honed in on Kavanaugh she was just doing no. the jobs
1: she um, was following the information that she found wherever right stayed. Yeah. So,
0: I don't think it's, look, I get that Weir's doing everything she can, but I get where her uh, upsetness is coming from. Because she did, yeah, she just kind of sit on this one person for too long and not actually follow the information. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think there's something there for her to consider. She's a very smart lady. She's not going to go through this with and then repeat it you know what i mean yeah. so it's really about how she digests this information and i'm curious to see what happens with kevin now i'm curious to see what happens with him
1: it'll be uh it'll be interesting yeah so yeah that was that was critical mass next up is back to sg1 mm-hmm. uh stronghold which oh, gives you no bad. indication about the episode at all though. that sounds bad that
0: sounds like a terrible, terrible thing.
1: I will say, and we, while we don't we're obviously going to SG1 next. I will say the next episode of Atlantis is a fan favorite.
0: Yay. I like that. Uh, but um, we have
1: to we have to get through SG1 first.
0: Okay. All right, let's do it. Um guys, thank you so much for listening to us ramble. I swear, these episodes are so long because They're we're not so next to long.
1: each other. Talking for
0: so <laughs> long. Uh, but we love you guys. Thanks for listening as always. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, until then, find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast.
1: Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara.
0: Uh, email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com
1: Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Write us, like us, review us, something us. Pod? Um, I don't know what else. Give I us lose. your
0: thoughts on Kavanaugh. I, yeah. hear, I really want to know what everyone thinks. Um, I wonder, I like, I worry that I'm being far too Pollyanna about this.
1: Well, I think it's important that someone is a little more balanced than, like, my just. Pure... But
0: I, I, I'm curious, like, if that's just what it is for everyone, you know? Like, so, yeah, I, yeah definitely not let us know. Alrighty. Uh, what would love to hear.
1: The actor's great. I've heard the oh, actor's yeah. one of the nicest people ever. Just, oh, yeah, let's
0: be clear. We're talking about the character, not the actor.
1: There is a separation between character and actor.
0: Okay. These so people are not real, but we, we love them anyway. Will
1: talk to you later, words and things. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.